Welcome to the Ball Bros. My name is Nick. I'm Jake. And I'm Sandy. Coming at you with a lot of sports and a little bit of nonsense. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. It's Friday, baby. TGIF. Welcome into the Ball Bros podcast. It's Friday. TGIF, let's go, baby. I love to see it, guys. Another weekend, another adventure awaits. That's right. We got some uh, unfortunate injury news we want to probably start with. Any positive news from the injury front? Anybody coming back this week? Maybe uh, Alvin Kamara? Hmm. It's about time. He was supposed to come back last week, too, but we'll see how this goes. Hopefully he's a man of his word this time. You know, it's hard to trust some of these guys. And then Keenan Allen a couple years ago completely ruined my Mm. trust on that. It was an island game, and he said, I'll play. I'm playing. (laughs) Start me. And then he put up two points, played like 20% of the snaps. I don't think they're going to do that with Alvin after he missed last week. No, I mean, look for him to be heavily involved in that offense, you know, especially with Michael Thomas being out. Right. That's a big one. That was one of the, you know, kind of last news. I think they announced it today. Is that right? Yep. And Um, they're saying likely Jameis out again. So will Andy Dalton be the, uh, the cure for Alvin Kamara this year? I want him to be. It's about time. You know, Kamara needs to live up to his worth. You know, he's scaring a lot of fantasy owners, especially a guy like me who I'm kind of looking for him to be my top guy. I just recently traded Dalvin Cook, so I'm trying to, you know, keep the pace going. So, you know, for fantasy purposes, yes. But for that Saints offense, too, they need him to step up if they want to win. I mean, he's running back 64 right now. Now he's missed two games, but still. Right. Even if he hadn't missed those two games and he put up seven points like he had been, he'd still be like running back 40. Yeah, it's not what you thought you were getting when you drafted him. Probably in the second round, yeah. maybe the third. If people, yeah. you thought you got a steal, and it's yeah, ended up you did. not being that case. And he might still. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's only week five. You yep. know, so and we'll see it this week. You know, we'll see how he looks, and if he comes back stronger, then that could be a you know fun game. Right. He needs it. And no, Michael Thomas. So yeah. Start Chris Olave. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Are, at this point, you're probably starting him anyways. He looks so yeah, good, exactly. and they're they're forcing him the ball. So I think once, he and Garrett Wilson are like right yeah. there. Same. Same like two rookies. I'm starting Olave over Wilson. That's I for agree. Sure. Yeah, just I, because I of Zach one. Wilson. All right. Uh, Mac Jones Mac. still he's doubtful. You know he's still coming back from that. Was it a back injury or was it well, ankle? Ankle. ankle sprain. Yeah. I know he originally had something going on with his back, but you know you know the ankle injury keeping him out. We'll see Brady Zappe. You know come out there and maybe with the full game of preparation as starter, we might see that offense get a little bit more going. But again, this is a big week for the New did, England running back. Did backs. you just say? Brady Zappe, Bailey Zappe, Bailey Zappe. Excuse me. See, he's already got the Tom Brady. He might be Tom Brady. He's a, a guy that went out. The, <laughs> there you go. Of course, he got me. The Patriots have been brainwashing us all yeah, along. Yeah. Well, at least they're playing the Lions, right? Yep, that's the only reason. And on the Lions side of the ball, Swift in or out? Out. Just out again. Yep. Probably from what I'm seeing, they're holding them out till after the bye. So. Yep, that's what they told us at first. They've kept him questionable, probably for game planning purposes. So same with Jamison Williams. So they'll they'll both be coming back hopefully right after for the Jamal bye. Williams continuous pace. Yeah. What about Amon Ra? Is he back? Yep, there we go. He should he's be. in most right. like. I think he's questionable, but I would expect him to play. And then Keenan Allen Still out again. Out. That's wild because they were even you know talking about game time decision last week yeah. and keeping him out. Now we're looking at another one like. The report you, came out of practice like that we heard last week that he might have re-injured it. Yeah, a and, setback. For and we sure. talked about it. It's like these, especially like hamstrings, it's one of the scariest injuries 
for re-aggravation, and especially when you're that, I don't want to say that old, but he's 30. You he's know, he's right. gotten banged up and bruised 25. throughout his career. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's missed a whole year um, with the, with injuries before, so it's getting concerning at this point for him. Hopefully it's not a lost season, but you're in a pretty rough spot in whatever league you have him in because yeah. you can't do anything about it. Hopefully yeah. you can just keep him in the IR, but If you didn't get a wide receiver in that first round, and you oh, didn't yeah. get like Debo in the second. You probably Keenan Allen could be your wide receiver one as far as you took him in the third round yeah. for a lot of teams. Realistically, so. either wide receiver one or two. Yeah, you know, so to lose him is just as equal, I think, in a lot of ways to losing a guy like Javante. That production is a huge chunk of that team's offense. So, you know, a guy like Keenan Allen, he should be able to come back, but like you said, hamstrings, the re-tweaking of them, if that continues to happen, hamstrings don't go away quick. It's holding down Justin Herbert a little bit, mm-hmm. but I think this might be the big week for them, finally, because he's only quarterback seven or so on the year. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had that huge like 35-point fantasy game or 400 yards and four-touchdown game yet. I think that could happen this week against Cleveland. So big game for Mike Williams regardless. Cleveland at Cleveland, yeah. I think Mike Williams gets another one, hopefully um... – I like Everett a lot if he's on one of my teams, so I want to see right. him keep keep feasting him. So, any other injury news we got? That's about that's all the main ones. I mean, I know there's some smaller ones around the league that are probably hampering some people, but we'll get to it more on Sunday so. too. So we got rid of the bad news. Now it's time to get rid of the worst news, and that was Thursday night football. <laughs> oh God, it's a disgusting game. There's we no fantasy news to talk about, yeah, right? We really yeah. don't need to look into this game much. If you started either defense, you look good. <laughs> if you started either kicker, you look good. If you started any of the offensive players, you probably at most got maybe 14, and it just wasn't pretty. I hated watching that game. It screwed me out of money. <laughs> so it was it was a whirl of emotions. Russell Wilson looks awful. Yeah. Looks like the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. This man's uh, outside out here of, cooking. I, I don't know. It's, as bad as that sounds, Matt Ryan maybe looked as bad, if not worse. Matt Ryan he can't still stop puts forcing, together a drive. He can't stop forcing interceptions and losing the ball. He keeps That's fumbling. True. He's leading the league in turnovers. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. And then Melvin Gordon's the other guy that's uh, that's leading the league in turnovers. He can't stop coughing up the ball. Pitiful. But I mean, that game last night, Alec Pierce was a stud. Outscored Michael Pittman two games in a row. Now Alec Pierce was actually the leading scorer on offense outside of Chase McLaughlin, the kicker. Uh, right. And then Melvin. I mean, Cortland Sutton did his usual twelve points. He did get nine targets. Mike Boone. Or he got eleven targets. Efficient. Boone, 11.5. Pittman, 10.5. A little disappointing. Boone was all in garbage time, so if you have Boone, I'm not confident. Yeah, Judy, once again, only 8. He's looking more and more like someone who he thought he was at the beginning of the year. You can't trust him. Can't trust him to start. Just to have a game with Naheem Hines, literally the expectations weren't, you know, I warned people about this. I said, you know, don't jump on it yet. I didn't believe Naheem Hines would be capable of having a big game. He got injured on the second play. Right. Yeah, but people thought that he he's no Madison. He's no Jamal Williams. He was going to come in here and have 10 to 12 points if he played the whole game. Yeah. This yeah, offensive line was getting obliterated. It look it's concerning. Six the offensive sacks, line is first bad. Of all. And that's what we're seeing with Jonathan Taylor is like what his production has been down. This line looks horrible. They're opening zero running holes. They're not giving uh, Matt Ryan any time to throw the ball. Right. Is Alec Pierce a guy you're going to look to pick up on waivers? He's owned in 21% of leagues. I would say he's got to keep an eye on. You know, yeah. it just scares me with Matt Ryan back there. That Colts offense yep. really is abysmal as we're talking about it. So if you're in a need of that, if you're short at wide receiver, yeah, for sure, you know, Pierce will get you that 10, 12 points. I think he's a, a definite pickup. He's solely, consistent. 
I think just because the offense can literally only get better. Mm, and yep. if he's going for 80 yards with this pitiful-looking Matt Ryan, mm. wait for Jonathan Taylor to get get back. They open it up again. Hopefully, Alec Pierce can make some big plays. That's what my one buddy was telling me today. He's a big Colts fan. I was like, what's going on with this? I have John Taylor. Like, Are they going to get better? Right. And he said last year they started the same way in that week six, and you see that with John Taylor's when he explodes. So hopefully this line is just trying to gel, and maybe we see them turn it around. I don't have much faith, but we'll see. I think so. Yeah. You guys want to talk about our starts of the week? Yep, Jake first. Yeah, first one I'm going to go with is Dobbins. And, you we know, saw. we saw we saw the big week last week, but also no Bateman. Um, you know, they're going to have to run the ball. It's a rivalry game, Sunday night football. So yep. they're going to be – Lamar, expect a big game, expect a shootout, I hope. You know, I've been waiting for a shootout for an interdivision for the AFC North. <laughs> Unfortunately, that probably won't be yeah. – Won't be with the Steelers. No. And it, and it may <laughs> not even be this game. I mean, last year – the Bengals had their two of their best games against the Ravens and just obliterated them. I don't think that's going to happen again this year. Super high-scoring games. But, yeah, hopefully hopefully it's a high-scoring game. I think Dobbins has a big week. The Bengals lost Reader. Um, he's out for like three or four games, and he's their best run defender. So, yeah, I think he, like I said, Bateman's out. I think they have to pass the ball a little bit more to the backs. Mark and Andrews should be involved yeah, heavily. Andrews, once again, should see probably 10 targets. Well, and J.K. Dobbins, 40% of the snaps, 50% of the snaps yeah. this week. Say that goes up to 60 I'd say to he's 70. in the 80s this week. I don't think he's going to be that high. Just because they run the it. ball. They have such a rotation at running mm-hmm. back, and they want to put Gus Edwards back in there, hopefully. I say he's 60. Available. I say I'm confident with 60% snaps. Yeah. And if he gets two scores, you're going to be real happy. Yeah, this yep. is the kind of game he could do it. Yep. How you, Nick? Who are you going with? My first guy, I'm going to go with Ramondre Stevenson. It's because the Patriots are playing the Lions, and Bailey Zappi's playing quarterback. And we mentioned it earlier, they're going to have to do something uh, about getting the ball down the field. And Rashad Penny just rushed for 151 yards on him <sighs> last week. So yeah. we know that's not – Elite. We know their defense should not slow them down too much. I think that's going to be the strength of New England this week. Uh, you know, either Ramondre, not uh, you know, Damian Harris, both could be starts. You know, I think they both are anyway. But Ramondre should be having a big week. I think Ramondre getting five targets the last two weeks, four catches each each week, and then twelve and then fourteen carries. He's getting that Kareem Hunt usage, mm. and he's twenty four years old. Damian Harris is a free agent next year, so it's all the reason in the world that this may be the moment that they're officially flipping the switch and giving the the full work, workload to Stevenson. And yep. then against the Lions, you know that's going to be a high-scoring game. Yep. I, look I, I, mean, to it. I like it, and like you said, I like seeing the targets because you know Harris is probably going to get still the goal line work, unfortunately. So if he if you take that away and he only gets fifty to sixty rushing yards then you're not starting him. But if he's getting those five, four, five, six targets, that's what's really going to boost his upside a yeah, lot. So. Damien's snaps are looking brutal right mm. now. 40% pretty yeah. much every week. Yep. Sandy? An, yeah, who's your guy, Sandy? I like Miles Sanders this week. He comes off a hot run against Jacksonville in a slosh fest. They're about to play Arizona. While I do think Jalen Hurts should look to pass a little bit more, I think he'll get his receivers more involved. I see no reason for a guy like Miles Sanders to still, you know, garner upwards of over 15 touches. They have a super good matchup here against Arizona. Arizona's the worst first-half team in the league, and the Eagles are the best first-half team in the league. And this is the kind of game where they can go up early, and hopefully Miles Sanders will be the guy that they're 
grinding the ball out with late in the game. The Eagles are going to love to run the ball. Once they get ahead, Miles Sanders is going to put on a show like he did last week. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly the same script. Like, 27 carries is ridiculous, and it was because it was so nasty there. But if they get up big and he's kind of proving himself to be that guy that they're giving the ball to late instead of these other three other running backs that they have there, that's big for for Sanders. Because I was a kind of a hater of Sanders going into the year. He told us not to draft him, though. Yeah, I mean, that's he's what I'm a liar. saying. And they, they say don't draft him. Yeah, he said that. He said, he don't said draft that. Him. It's, it's Philadelphia <laughs> running backs. It's almost, I put them almost in the same category as San Francisco running backs. It's just like, you just don't know. You never There's know. There's three or four of them. You just don't the know. The difference is, what I would like about Miles Sanders, he's only 25 years old. He's got a really good build for a running back, and he's on a very high-powered offense. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the offense that's different because, I mean, look at his career arc. His his rookie year, he finishes 14, and then he misses four games in the last two years, and he's 24 and 44 overall. So he doesn't he score. Off. He didn't score a touchdown last that's year. That's what I'm saying. And like, that was a big problem. That's what I was like. So you were kind of getting concerned about him, and now maybe um, he's back to where you're wanting, wanting to see him The at. thing is, while injuries were the biggest deterrent, you look at his effectiveness. When he was playing throughout his career, you look at those yards per carry. He's always an effective ground runner, and he does some you know, pretty decent work in the passing game as well. Not maybe as much as what we'd like to have, but overall, and especially like we said, I think coming off a hot week against Arizona, they don't really do well, like you said, in the first half. Miles Sanders should have plenty of opportunities. Yeah, over under 63 yards. I think over. Yeah, I'll take over as well. I'm going over too. All right, Jake, what's the next guy? Yeah, next or guy. Guys. Yeah, guys, I'm going to go Jacksonville running back. So maybe finally we get a, a breakout in TN game. Seems like he scored like eight points every week. But I'm fine with I'm fine with going James Robinson too, and it's only because of the matchup. Yeah. Going up against Houston, every single rusher against Houston has just obliterated them. Over under 75 yards for James Robinson. I'm taking over. I'll take over. I'll go under on James Robinson. But I think he still gets the touchdowns in this game. <laughs> And that's going to make him have a good day because if he has 80 yards, I don't think ETN has a great day. But mm. ETN could break break a few runs open, especially right. against a, a horrible Houston defense. Mm. I like I like that. I like that a lot, Travis ETN. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if you have him, you know, probably not your RB1 or 2, hopefully, but I would be fine to play him both in the flex spot. Absolutely. You want to talk about the next guy on the same in the same game here? Uh-oh. Damian Pierce? Damian Pierce. Who has the better game between those main two running backs there? Damian Pierce or James Robinson? Uh, I think Pierce. Pierce's upside is just so much more. Robinson has to score a touchdown, and NTN has to break a a big playoff. But Pierce, and he did have the big play, but he's getting so much work. Yeah, right. they they he now he's starting to get the touches, and he has had one of the best schedules to start a year. You know, considerably so. I mean, look at the matchups; they're not. They yeah. haven't really had a lot of great run defenses. And it's not going to change this week. I think Jacksonville, as good as they are, as stout as they are, they don't stop the run as probably as well as they would like to. And a guy like Damian Pierce is should be the workho- workhorse for that offense. Right. This is one of those teams that's going to run the ball even when the game script is at, is mm. screaming at them to pass the ball. So you know he's going to get the work. And it it's just going to come down to the fourth quarter. Are they going to take him out of the game for Rex Burkhead? Mm. And I think that this is the week that Rex does not get in the game. And Damian Pierce, he had six catches last week. Yeah, he just had eight crazy. yards, six catches, and he ripped that big run. And and Burkhead did score another touchdown, exactly. fantastic one. So it's like you're you're thinking this is the week that Burkhead gets like three points, 
Right. And I think this Damian is the gets week like that twenty rushing attempts again. What are Rex's snaps looking like? Because I think that's gonna it's gonna like go 30. down below twenty percent this week, in my opinion. I mean, he's wow. no longer getting any rushing attempts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his best was a seventy-one percent, but it's been trending downwards. It's yeah. been right about that forty percent. Yep. Yeah. Week one was a bizarre week. He had mm-hmm. literally twenty-two opportunities for Rex. Sexy Rexy. Yeah. Hey, like we say about ro- rookie running backs, it always takes them a couple games to get their legs. So now is when you wanted to have, you know, if you were going to buy a, a rookie running back, this would have probably been the week because now you also hear Brian Robinson coming back soon. So mm. I know. like Brian Robinson a lot. He seems like a def- definitive dog coming back after what happened to him. Are you sure. still sticking with your prediction about Pierce? You think he's just a redraft this one year? Do you like him in Dynasty anymore? I still don't like him in Dynasty because we've been down this road before. With James Robinson, they drafted a first-round running back the next year, right. and then Philip Lindsay got cut very recent. I mean, like the year after Melvin yeah, Gordon but got there. Both of those guys were undrafted, though. Yeah, well, Damian they, Pierce was a late-round pick, but I still like don't – I'm just saying, like, the late-round drafted guys. Okay. And Elijah Mitchell is a bad example because mm-hmm. the 49ers do that with everybody. Yeah. Trey Mixon, TDP. Thing is, if, if Pierce makes a statement for himself this year, I mean, it's the same thing as James Robinson. We thought there would have been a regression, yeah. but here we are. So and he's the, still the guy. The so top I mean, of the second round next year, the Texans, they take C.J. Stroud, and then they take <laughs> Bajon Robinson. And then what are we going to say about – I couldn't. Bears. I don't. I can't argue with That'd you about wild. the John Robinson. You know, a hometown ke- Texas kid going to yeah. Houston. That'd be wild. Of course, they would be the ones to do it. Exactly. That's the whole thing, and that's why I don't like Damian Pierce. You know, maybe next year in Dynasty, we'll see how it goes. It could, anything can happen. You know, like you said, these are all hypotheticals. There's no way of predicting what that draft will be like. But you know, you can be skeptical all you want. I think I'm still riding with him. He looks really good. He looks really composed out there. And if they build that trust with them, you know, even if they do bring in other guys, they're still going to lean to him. That would be awesome. You know who's another guy who's absolutely amazing when they let him actually get the ball? <laughs> George Kittle. Yeah. Instead yeah. of playing left tackle, maybe uh, run him some damn plays. Yeah. And he's running routes too. That's not. It's kind of. It's a bizarre thing. He's running routes as well while he's out there. It's just Jimmy G's not even throwing the ball to yeah, him. Yeah, which is wild because it's like I would get it if it's Trey Lance and they don't have that chemistry together yet. But it's Jimmy G, a guy who they have grown up together. And but wait, we're we're talking about guys you want to start. So I'm saying right now you want to start George Kittle. Why? Why are you starting him? What's the main it's, reason? It's mainly you're happy out about? of spite because I know Nick's attachment to him. But the second thing, he's been my dynasty tight end you, for five years. The internet's been roasting them. Mm. You know, I'm not yeah. saying they always listen to outside noises, but there's people that I guarantee are telling them, "Hey, you got to get this guy the ball." And like, what yeah. better team to do it against than the Carolina Panthers? Yep. Over under 36 yards is the sleeper number. That's, that's, disgusting. Disgusting. that's disgusting. It really disgusting. is. I mean, I'm taking if he was the like over. Thirty-five this week. years old, and that was the number. I'd be like, okay, that's fair. 28. Like, he's 28. In his prime. He's in his prime. He, he's a top three tight end in the league. Now, this schedule is looking really nice at Carolina, at Atlanta, Kansas City. That should be – these are the three games right now he needs to get it right. I'm starting him in Dynasty this week, and I'm playing against him or against you, and you have him in Amish. And so you're I'm, like 10 to 12 would be fine with you? No. I, I'm okay with whatever happens. This is the game that we're going to talk about for George Kittle this year. Oh, yeah. And if, and if he plays bad, I'll be happy, you know, because I'm playing against him yeah. and – you know, at least he didn't beat me. It has to be one of these three next games where he gets his his season turned around and starts getting on a good trend. Pablo's over there having fun with the bucket. Oh, no, he's gonna dunk. But for real with them, I think against Carolina, this might be one of those games where, at a spite, they give him zero targets, and it makes me want to throw up. 
That would be disgusting. Hear me out, though. That's why he's my start. He's my start of the week right now. I think even over um, Miles Sanders, that's a guy that I just absolutely think is going to win you your league. Wow. Okay. Well, who's another? Well, let's talk about this. Jake, who's somebody who's probably not going to win you your matchup this week? I'm I'm actually going to go with with little man Kyler Murray. The little man. He, he's a little man. The beta's he, he's over. Older guy. He's yeah. shorter than all of us. The beta is over, but they're playing Philadelphia this week, and their defense looks unbelievable. They just made Carson Wentz look like Carson Wentz every other week. <laughs> but, exactly. You know, it's not like it's it's Carson Wentz whoop de doo, but their defense looked amazing. It was quite the reunion. So, what are your expectations for Kyler this I week? I mean, he still probably does his typical, you know, rushes for twenty to thirty yards. So then, why is he a sit? Because I see him that that game twelve points against the Rams. I see something similar. I'm th- I'm saying twelve to fifteen this week from Kyler. This could easily be a week he doesn't throw a touchdown pass. It could. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I I fear for it, and obviously you know he's my starting QB in our redraft, so you know I'm begging for him to have a good week. I don't Over, need him to under go. one and a half touchdowns. I'm taking the under on that because I think he could get one, but two throwing touchdowns. He's only thrown two in two that's games. What, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And this this defense looks really good right now. So. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play him. You know, if I have Kyler Murray and I'm playing the guy who has Jalen Hurts, I'm no. not going to be happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Hurts over, Hurts over Murray all all day this week. <laughs> That's no question. What about you, Sandy? Who's your first guy that you're not happy about this CD week? CD Lamb. Ooh. Normally, I think CD Lamb should be almost a quarterback proof type of guy. It's just a matchup. You know, we're going against the Rams. You know, he's Dallas, going in with a grind. This, this will be Cooper Rush's first loss as a Cowboy. It's going to bring them back down to earth. <laughs> oh, really? Enough of the really? memes. And know. what's going to happen is it's going to be a total domination from the Rams on the defensive end. Really? You know, I don't feel confident in really any Cowboy this week, except, except Tony Pollard. Really? What? Okay. He's my X factor. These are some outlandish claims yeah, you're making right now. Hot that's my yeah, only. That's are... my only guy I feel confident in on this whole Why? Cowboys offense. The Rams offense. have looked horrible. I'll bet Ceedee Lamb outscores Tony Pollard. Yeah. I just hate everyone on that Cowboys offense. I'm sorry. That's oh. that's where I'm going to leave it at. This is one week. I think the Rams pick it back up. Well, let's Amazing. tell the let's tell the listeners. Did you bench Zeke and Amish? Absolutely. Who'd you bench him for? Rashad Penny. Okay. Chase Edmonds, okay. Ramondre Stevenson. Talk about hey, okay. I get the Ramondre. Yeah, one. I, do, I get the Ramondre. You know who I would uh, play Zeke over though? DJ Moore. No question <laughs> yeah. about it. God, we no. we hate the Panthers. Yeah. I can't stand like, watching who, the Panthers. Who doesn't hate the Panthers? He's People in this. Carolina hate the Panthers. Like they're getting booed. They're irrelevant. Hey, you know who else is getting booed? He goes back and forth between getting a single-digit game and a 13-point game, so I'm going to bench him this week against San Francisco because I think Baker's going to spend most of the uh, game the pump ground. faking, yeah. laying on the ground. Nick is going to be teabagging on him. On the sideline. I mean, he did get 11 targets last week, but, yeah, this matchup is just so brutal. I don't see them getting any – and, like, McCaffrey – oh, how are we feeling about McCaffrey this week? I mean, maybe he gets a lot of dump-offs. I think Hopefully. he's got to. I mean, he's at some point in the year, Baker's going to have to realize that if he just throws the ball to McCaffrey 10 times a game, the offense is going to move down the field yeah. a little bit easier. I mean, that's, And people are going to back off. They can't blitz as much. That's how that offense is. And I don't get how they haven't figured that out yet. Like, it's the same with, like, all – it's the same with any of these other offenses that are struggling to move the ball. Jamar Chase, 
get the ball in his hands. You can throw him a one-yard slant route, and he's going to get get 10, 12 yards. McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, get him a one-yard little out route or just a, a swing pass, and he's going to get you yards. Just get the ball in your playmaker's hands. Don't do hands. pitches. If you want to get a guy like him who's fast and can be, you know, get get through and on the outside, you got to run those plays for him. The little pitches, like you're saying, you know, as far as a little pass, a little one yard. Yeah, oh. set up a screen. Overall, McCaffrey's been great for fantasy yeah, because he's, been, he's been able to break off like one or two big plays a game. But last week, nine for 81 receiving. I mean, that's the, that's that's the, the ceiling old. for him right now. That's the old McCaffrey that we want to see him get back to. Yeah, we went eight for 27 rushing. Yeah, that can improve. He gets a 100-yard game. But DJ Moore, definitely not going to play him. Right. Ugh. So who's the next guy, Sandy? Najee Harris. Mm. Mm. I don't like He's that scary. Buffalo matchup. We have rookie Kenny Pickett coming out for his first career start. I think he'll surprise some people, but that offense is going to absolutely have to have Najee Harris going. And the Bills, you know, they are as tough as nails out there. You know, I, I think, think – Von Miller's going to have a day? I think he could. You know, I, I don't like the Steelers' rush offense right now. It's been very piss poor. I think they break the line way too easy and stop guys like Najee. They're also running way too up the gut. You know, way too many of those. Yeah. Najee could have – if he goes seven seven points in at, against the Jets, puts up like eight to ten against Buffalo and then another eight to ten against Tampa Bay, like how worried are you about him? Considering he was a first-round pick. Yeah, I mean, he was a first-round pick in almost every almost every draft. If there's ever going to be a time for him to step up and show that he was a first-round pick at running back, he would have a big game in this game. Mm. But I think Von Miller is going to just be too disruptive on Kenny Pickett. He's going to force him to fumble it. They're going to get behind early, and then it's just going to be playing catch-up from there. Right. And I don't think they can get Najee involved enough. I don't That's think the point. young quarterback is going to be – He's not going to be willing to dink and dunk after right. he's been getting yeah. sacked all game. Yeah, exactly. And what's the scariest part is you look at Pittsburgh's schedule. You go to Buffalo. You get Tampa Bay at home. You go to Miami. And then just why not? You go to Philadelphia, and then you finally get a bye. It's and then the schedule eases up a little bit. I mean, you come back to New Orleans, though. And this is no yeah. this is no bias here whatsoever. I mean, there's you all will be lucky to get one win out of these next four. And that's and that's at Miami. Like those other three games. I mean, maybe Tampa Bay if if things go right. But no way. These other th- four ga- three games are just so brutal. It's tough. It's disappointing for Najee. I mean, if if anything, sell them for whatever you can right now yeah. because in a, right now you, there's still optimism for somebody else. Yep. Yeah. Other than that, you know, I don't got anybody else. What about you, Jake? Oh yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Dalton Schultz. So another cowboy that we're that we're hating on this week. I just want to see him get back, and I don't think he's going to until Dak comes back. You know, coming off an injury, he got zero zero catches last week. Right. Oh, I don't. It's I don't scary. see it. I don't see it either. I'm starting Tyler Higby over Dalton Schultz oh, every day sure. of the 100%. week. Gerald Everett. Absolutely. Kyle Pitts. Well, Kyle Pitts isn't playing. Never mind. <laughs> what about? Well, I can't even think of another. George Kittle. Kittle. <laughs> yep. Goddard. Yep. Like any of those guys, those tier guys. Yes, I'm taking over Schultz this week. There we go. The last guy who we're not excited about. Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry. I'm really never excited about yeah. it. The uh commander's offense. Yep. I just it doesn't have enough firepower when you when your quarterback's Carson Wentz. I don't think against Tennessee, which looks like a good matchup because Tennessee had that week against Buffalo where Stephon Diggs blew up. I just don't see that happening for Terry McLaurin. I mean, his high in receptions this year is six, so I think his ceiling is already capped. Right. And then in this game, if Derrick Henry runs the way that we all think that he will, especially against a bad commander's team. Right. 
I just don't think Terry McLaurin will even get enough opportunity. I That's think wild that Curtis Samuel is is become more consistent than than Scary yeah. Terry. That right. and you know they don't really have a true guy that they look to. Logan Thomas looked to be a, a strong target for him. You know, as we know about J.D. McKissick, Antonio Gibson, I think that offense should elevate a little bit more when you get Brian Robinson back. I think that he can help that. Um, but, yeah, Terry McLaurin right now is kind of in that same boat as CeeDee Lamb. You know, yeah, they can get you good points if they break out. They have amazing skills. It just sucks their situation is what it is. I agree. All right, you guys want to start talking about some matchups? You guys want to get into it? Let's get into Let's it. Let's get into it. We a game we talked about a little bit. Philadelphia at Arizona. This is arguably the game of the week. I think Cincinnati-Baltimore a little bit higher. Mm. But I love this matchup because I think it'll be better than what people expect. I you know, I think Philadelphia will win, but I think it think should Arizona be a close game. Arizona show some fight? I think, they, think they do they this week. show some fight after being pretty lackluster this year? I think they should be fine. I think they do find their groove. Kyler Murray may not have a monster game out there, but I think he does move the ball pretty well and you know gets guys the ball at the right times. Their defense should be able to step up a little bit. It's a statement game, but at the end of the day, Philadelphia should win. Philly's going to smoke them. I'm not even worried about starting anybody on the Cardinals except for Hollywood. Don't look at Rondell. Don't look at A.J. or the Dorch. Ertz, I would play. I would play Ertz every even week. Even Ertz on a touchdown every week. But in terms of Kyler, I agree with Jake earlier. He's not going to have a big game, hence James Conner, also a bad game too. Mm. I so. mean, I kind of like the, uh, the the spread there for Philly. I think they win by easily one touchdown. Yeah. So Crazier things have happened. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about Cincinnati and Baltimore. I love anybody from Cincinnati, you know, receiving core. And I think even Joe Mixon. Yeah, I mean, Baltimore's – backs have looked i mean i like humphreys and you know they have some people back there but they're still banged up you got tyreek and waddle absolutely i mean yeah them. everyone's gone off against them they kind of have to go off against them so the ravens have been losing some close games too mm-hmm. i think morally with john harbaugh kind of being talked about for some reason being on the hot mm-hmm. seat i think the Bengals are going to come in here and wipe the floor with them and right, it's just going to be another time. I think Lamar's going to have a big game, and Dobbins will have the two touchdowns like we were talking about. Right. This could a, be one it of might the best, be garbage time. This could be one of the best quarterback matchups of the year. Fantasy I mean, this, wise, this yeah. is for uh, this is for the division, which is unbelievable. I thought we thought this going into the season, but then after the start, these two teams got off to. So this is to take a lead in the division. It's going to be a fun game. You know, for me personally, I'm excited, but I Cincy. think it could go either way. I have Cincy. You got Cincy. Or? I mean, I'm going to always take Cincy, but. I'm going to take Baltimore. If I wasn't, if I didn't have Cincy bias, my might would take Baltimore. I think Baltimore's defense will step up just enough. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I think it's more of a shootout. So anybody on the Cincinnati offense should be fine. I think Lamar does his thing just enough. You know, I think this game will be probably in the 30s. Like 38, wow. 35, something like that. That I think it could get to that point, but I think the Bengals are going to be up early. Mm. I think this – Jamar Chase had a big day against Baltimore last yeah. year for like 270 or something, yeah. right? Yep. I see the same thing happening again. Yep. What about Dallas versus the Rams? <sighs> Cooper Cup having that kind of game? Probably. When is he not? <laughs> it's Cooper it's Cup. not even – like I said, we he's the least it. talk guy in our fantasy podcast. We just don't talk about him. What you about Allen Robinson? Are you, I don't are you, talk, I don't are you benching him? Yeah. Yes, I'm benching him. Okay. As I said earlier, I'm one bad game away from dropping him. And CD, we're playing? Or is, yeah, he, probably. is he somebody we're really worried about? I mean, you're going to probably end up you starting him because him. he's more than likely your WR2 at, 
You know, I'd Probably say maybe a flex. He so went the second round. He's a guy that I'm not yeah. excited to start, but he's a guy you have to start. It's just it, you have to start all these guys, even if you like it or not. Any of the running backs to be starting this week? I mean, you have Gosh. Zeke benched. I have Zeke rostered nowhere. You can't start either of the Rams running backs right now. It's brutal. <laughs> Daryl Henderson, a little bit more of a bright spot, but yeah, no, you still can't. Besides you, Cup, besides Cup, Higby. Higby is the second leading scorer of this game. They need. Yep. They desperately crazy? need to no. do something about getting Allen Robinson the ball. They Am said I crazy they were this to week? say that Higby might be the second overall highest scoring outside of the quarterbacks in this game? Oh, definitely. Wow. But I think the quarterbacks are going to be bad in this game. I think Micah Parsons is, is going to have yeah. Matt Stafford laying on his back, and I think vice versa. That's true. It's going to be a, a defensive, defensive game. game. Yeah. I don't like really a lot of anybody but except for Cooper Cup. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Rams to win, though. Oh, yeah. No, their defense is just yeah. strong enough, to, and they their offense is just much better. Not much better against you know as far as scoring points. But right. Now, you said you had your favorite game of the week. This is my favorite game of the week. The Raiders versus the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Uh, I do love this one, too. Mahomes yeah. destroys the Raiders mm. every time that they play, but I think this is going to be a new and improved version with mm. Devontae Adams. Okay, yeah. And I'm, I'm being forced to start Renfro here, I think in both leagues, actually, because I just acquired him. But I actually look for Renfro, if he's healthy, to have a big game because I think they are going to have to move the ball a ton. And I think Adams sees 12, 15 targets – but I do think Renfro gets 10 targets as well. I would start both the Raiders wide receivers. I would start no wide receivers mm. for the Chiefs because you still don't know. You, you know, still just don't know. One thing I've been looking at for Patty Mahomes in this game, you look about five years ago, every single first matchup against them is his big one. Oh, exactly. And then the second matchup, he's been under 20 in multiple games. He's only lost to the Raiders one time. Mm. So this would be the matchup where he'll he'll probably have a big game. I kind of, to your contrary, I, I think Devontae should still be pretty effective. Well, this I, game I will think be Devontae close. will have a huge game. Yeah. This, this game should, should be close. It should yeah. be a good fantasy game. Now, as far as actual, I don't know, Kansas City might obliterate them, but... Fantasy-wise, it should be good for almost everybody. Josh Jacobs, we think, still plays yeah. well. Josh Jacobs or Clyde? I'm I like going, Clyde. I'm going ah, I think I'm taking Jacobs. Clyde can't keep up Clyde. this pace of, of what he's doing right now. He can't. Can he? Can he? Can he? That's can the question. He? He can't. As creative the question. as they are. Yeah, maybe they just keep finding ways to get him touchdowns. If you can find ways to do it, then I'm going to keep believing him. You know, Josh Jacobs, don't get me wrong. He had a monster week last week and a good week the week before. But his consistency is only in proof. So, I mean, I like what, I like the take on Jacobs. I think he peaked, though. Mm. I think Clyde Edwards has peaked, but also he has a little bit more consistency <laughs> to that. Both these guys have peaked. They're horrible. Yeah, right. That's what I'm yeah, hearing honestly, from Sandy. Yeah. All right, Detroit. Darren Waller, are we really are we concerned? Five points back-to-back weeks, yeah, no. and then we can I'm move concerned. on. I'm concerned. You say you are, you're not concerned? No. And that's without Renfro. He said no confidently. He said no confidently. That's no. without Renfro. That was with Mac Collins. That was with Mac Collins as the, I as think the WR2. This will be his last year where he will be talking about Darren Waller. He just signed a new contract. Yeah, he's still he's oh, not that old. But is you he? mean for fan, you think he's just going to fall off, though? I think fantasy, he is on the downslope of that. I think he's we've 30. seen his best. That's crazy. He's 30 years old. Right. I is. thought he was like 27, 28. Oh, no. He was out of the league for a few years after he got drafted. He came back late. Oh, my he's a, gosh. He really did. He's got a great story, though. Yeah, he was untalked about for like three years there. Yeah, he was doing a lot of rehab stuff. Mm. Really, uh, I love Darren Waller, but I, absolutely, I would not be happy about starting either him or Kittle in fantasy this week. Yeah, who, who scores more? Kittle? And Kittle. Kittle probably, but at the same time, like these are tight ends that we drafted trying yeah. to get an advantage on the rest of the yep. league. The and only, now 
Tyler Higby's the more valuable than tight both. ends that have truly proven that went high were the ones you expect, the Mark Andrews, Andrews and the Kelseys. Yeah, of course. So, you know, that's it. This is tight end. If you got that one advantage, you're one of two teams. Congratulations. If Darren Waller has a bad game, are you trading them away? You try. trying to? Yeah. Especially Dynasty. Oh, God. And Dynasty is untouchable. Would you trade yeah, Waller for a Higby or an Everett? In yeah, redraft I would. League. I would absolutely do that for one one and one. For one and one for, yeah. Hig, for Higby or Everett, one on one redraft league for Waller. Oh, yes, yeah. Instead would. of Waller, I would. I would take either of them. Yeah, I mean, preferably. I don't like Derek Carr because both no. of those guys we got in like the last two rounds. I think I, I took Everett in the last round yeah. of the redraft league, and you took Higby. I like wanted the Everett. Last. That's the thing. Like no, I, I was had hoping. Joku, and I dropped in yeah, Joku. So he was a waiver and wire. I got Knox for Higby. That's crazy. That Knox and Joku. Oh, and yeah, Joku's good. That's like it's crazy. We're talking about waiver wire guys over, like we said, a top five tight end going into the year. And Pitts too. We should talk about yeah, how bad he's gosh. been. All the top tight Gross. ends, except for the ones we always, yep. the Hall of Famers, I guess. Yep. What's the next game? Detroit versus the Patriots. I got the Patriots. Uh, I got Detroit. Three New England's at New really? England. I'm going Detroit. I want to see what? them get a dub. <laughs> I want to see them get a dub. Why are you saying New England? Yeah, are you saying what? I get it, though. Bailey Zappi versus Jared Goff. I'm, I understand. But I just think Ramondre is going to have to have one of those games. I remember when they played the Bills last year and they threw the ball three times. I forgot about that. That's almost Just, worse than the Denver. That is that is worse. That's one of the worst games of all time. I loved everything about that game. I was we were at I was at Chewy's just downing margaritas watching that game. <laughs> downing them. That's insane. Just nonstop ball carrying. Yeah, but I think that's what they're gonna do in this insane. one. And I'm not saying Bailey Zappi is that bad. I'm just saying that, you know, especially if Amit Ra is back, they know that the the Lions are going to run the ball on they're that. They're going to want to slow the ball down, first of all. Yeah, you know, yeah. If you keep that Lions offense, they're going to keep shredding you. This game will be so. over by 3 o'clock, I promise you. <laughs> they're going to run the ball so much. I mean, wow. it's going to be the fastest game of the week. Wow. I can see it. You know what game also that I'm not looking forward to? Chicago, Minnesota. Mm, I'm definitely looking forward to that because of Justin Jefferson. <laughs> That's the only guy. Jefferson. And Maybe Thielen Adam Thielen. Calvin Cook. Yeah. Minnesota should win that. I, yeah, the spread should. on there, minus seven and a half for Minnesota. Do you like that? That's, I think that's, that's almost a trap. That is a trap because if they only win by a touchdown, which they could, they barely, yeah, they they have barely beat by over the, they barely beat Andy Dalton in the Saints yeah. without Kamara, without I would love, Michael Thomas. I would love to be confident in that line too, but I'm not either. That I is agree. a trap line. That seven and a half, if do it you, stays like that, I don't take that. Do you see them running two-point conversions early on if that's the case? Oh, gosh. Go up by eight? Oh, my god. Well, gosh. I think – here's the thing. I think if there's – in a redraft league, if there's any time to trade for Dalvin, and I said this before <laughs> last week and the week before, yeah. go ahead and trade for him because eventually yep. he's gonna, one of these games he's going to pop off. And I could have held on. I know a schedule. In Dynasty, I get it. In Dynasty, totally trade him away. But in a redraft... I would still have him if it was it's, redraft. It's so, it's so tough to make trades like that with competent people in your league, though. Because if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, you're waiting for that pop-off. You're not right. going to sell him low. So when we say like make trades for these guys, that only is going to work if you have a, if a couple players in your league that maybe aren't. Well, who would you trade for him then? Would you trade like an Austin Eckler for Dalvin? Oh my I gosh. Would Kyle I would, but I would never trade Eckler for Dalvin. Like, Are you talking about oh, redraft? Really? Yeah. Redraft. Oh, redraft. I would never get rid you, of Eckler. For it Dalvin. would have been a package mm. deal. If I went for Dalvin, I would have asked for, you know, someone. What about Dalvin for Alvin? <laughs> Well, I'm talking about like I, I would, would take like a Garrett Wilson combined with maybe like, you know, maybe a or, well, 
I like I like, and I like where you're going there. there. I like where you're going there. Like Garrett Wilson and and, and Damian Pierce. That would be a pretty good for, trade. Like for who Dalvin? doesn't do that? Yeah, who doesn't Dalvin. do that? I would be the one to take Dalvin in that deal every time though. Really? Yeah, because you'd be getting the best player. That's how I feel about the, it. The highest potential player. Yeah. Because Dalvin, I mean, we still his over under is ninety three yards. I'm gonna take the over against Chicago. Because he's still getting 20 carries a game. Oh, yeah. Right? No, this is the week that I know he's going to pop off. That's the thing. Because you just traded him. I dynasty. know he's going to. It's just what happens. Oh, you yeah. traded uh, CMC to Brady, and he had 26 yeah, points so immediately. That's just a curse of it. You trade a guy, and immediately the next week he's going off. But when I trade for Tyreek, he gets five. Okay. Uh, Chargers <laughs> in Cleveland. Ugh. I love Another, this game. This is a, I think it's going to be very game. similar to last week, <laughs> except just, Eckler. Just the Cleveland. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Just the Cleveland and Atlanta game last year or last game last oh, week. Yeah, that yeah. just made me sick to my stomach. And like the Chargers have to win this game. They need to get back on track. Yeah, one of these teams should win. One of these teams will be three and two, and it's going to be the ugliest three yeah. and two ever. Yep. However, it goes. Who are we? Is there anybody we're not starting in this game? Is Kareem Hunt on the fence? I'm still starting both Cleveland running backs. I yeah. think I'm not starting Donovan Peoples Jones. I'm not starting Palmer. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty not much not starting Njoku either, honestly. Um, I would start Njoku this game and Everett. I'd start them both confidently. I like Everett a little bit more, but uh, this week is the Kittle week. So that's oh, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, you hear him. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Chargers, I think Eckler should have a big game. You yeah, saw what you know all the Atlanta running backs did to Cleveland. Yep. I'm not looking forward to this one by any means. We didn't want to talk about him earlier, but Amari Cooper, bad game. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, he should be locked up by Jackson and, and Asante Samuel and whoever else is running back there. So it should be a chunt game, Chubb Hunt. We got Pittsburgh Chum. Baltimore, or excuse me, Pittsburgh Buffalo. Buffalo's gonna win this by 20. It's like the biggest spread in like yeah, five years that's or something. Huge, 14, which is like. Pittsburgh, I mean, what they do last year, they beat Buffalo week one, they beat Cincinnati week one, and then it's just, you know, they go downhill. But So they could surprise them if Kenny Pickett comes in and balls out, which I don't think anybody's expecting it's him to Buffalo, do. It's at Buffalo. Bills Mafia wants to rattle but this that's rookie. But th- that's the thing. If the Bills, I don't think if they weren't if they weren't coming off a couple disappointing performances, if they were 4-0 right now, I think this game would actually be closer. Okay, yeah. here's, a, here's a predicament someone might be in. Deontay Johnson or Chris Olave? Chris Olave, this week, because the, I don't want to play Deontay and Kenny yeah. Pickett's first start against Buffalo. Yeah, I know, and that that actually concerned me too. Is how much he was leaning towards Pickens, yeah, and he kind of was going away from Deontay. So that that's concerning if they don't have the chemistry. It's because they both been on the sideline talking mm-hmm. shit for so long <laughs> that he got in the game. He's like, I'll throw it to you, boss. Exactly. I'll, I'll give it to you. That's how it starts, and that's not a bad thing. That's the start of a great relationship. Deontay yeah. is not going to be around as long as Pickett yeah. and Pickens. Yeah, Deontay only signed a two-year deal, and they could void that after this year. He'll so, probably I mean, be gone somewhere to just be a more supplemental receiver. I could see Deontay going to the Chargers next year. Who has a bigger game, Deontay or single or uh, Najee or Singletary? It's sad, but I'm saying Singletary. That's really sad, but maybe Singletary. <laughs> I, I, I hate to even fathom. I hate to fathom, <laughs> but is. yes, it might be Singletary. You taking yeah. Gabe Davis or? Who, Claypool? No, I'm yeah. taking Gabe Davis. But I don't know. Davis <laughs> what about Pickens? Gabe Davis or George Pickens? Mm. I'm probably going to mm. go Pickens there. Ooh. Yeah, I might as well. Like okay, here we go. Isaiah McKenzie or Chase Claypool? McKenzie. Wide receiver three. Pat Firemuth or Dawson Knox? Knox Firemuth. is out. Knox, Knox ain't playing. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Who's the back backup? Yeah. He scored a touchdown a couple weeks ago. I don't oh, know his name. Who's that fullback because he'll catch one? Yeah. 
<laughs> Gillum, Gillum, Gillum. He caught the touchdown. All right, enough of this yeah. game, guys. Tired <laughs> of talking about. Let's talk about the Bills' fullback. Falcons, Buccaneers. Buccaneers are going to probably win this one. Yeah, I think should. Atlanta could surprise some people. Yeah, Their team's I mean, tough. I mean, they beat you know they beat the Browns last week, so they're not as bad as we thought. No Kyle Pitts, no Patterson, Brady uh, by a thousand. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's in it's in Tampa. Tampa's so. pissed, bro. I think yeah. Tampa will struggle on the offensive end, but their defense should have no issues against Atlanta. Divorce Brady's going to be different. <laughs> I mean, he's just going to come out with a in fury. Like we've never seen before, and this man's got what is it? Seven Super Bowls now. Yeah. Now he's divorced. Yeah, he's I, I think he's gonna be. Talk about dangerous. Oh god. Talk about dangerous. Dangerous. <laughs> All right, there's not nothing much I want to even talk about this game. <laughs> I'm already over that one. We already talked about it earlier the Niners yeah. and Panthers. Ugly oh, game. Niners should probably win this game. Carolina looks to get McCaffrey going a little bit more, and you know, other than that though, I don't really see the offense. This is another. You know, defensive game, but more likely just a 49ers defense will dominate. Baker Mayfield can go to hell. Yeah. Six and a half for San Francisco. I'm going to take that. Not really, Baker. We don't hate you that much. I do. <laughs> I do not like him. All right. New Orleans, Seattle. Yeah. I'm going to go to New Orleans. Oh, really? I'm going to well, go Seattle, too. They, they actually New look Orleans better right now. Banged New Orleans banged up. Defense looks better. I yeah. think Geno's looking a lot stronger and more confident right now. DK. Tyler Lockett, who has a bigger game? It's in uh, DK or Tyler Lockett? DK. Because okay. DK is the big body DK, dude, and they're giving get, him as, more, as many targets. by Lattimore, but yeah, I'm going DK still. Oh, yeah, but Justin Jefferson just put Lattimore yeah, in a blender. Exactly. I think DK will do the same. Uh, Chris Olave or Tyler Lockett? Chris Olave. For Olave. sure, right? Yeah, he's just getting so many targets. Okay. I do love Gino, though, so I yeah. get where your guys are coming from. Gino or Andy just talked about him. He said it was the start of something new just yeah, the other day. That's what I was thinking, yeah. But I still like the fact it's in New Orleans, right? Yeah, their fans yeah. are pretty great. So I think that might be the Dome. difference maker. Uh, Miami and, and the Jets? One. Yep, Miami and the New York Jets. I'm not happy to play anybody in this game, and nope. especially if Tyreek is out. Bridgewater or Wilson? I take uh-huh. Wilson. I'm going Wilson. I think he's got a little bit more confidence. Nick hates. He's been Wilson talking to no Giselle. I, I, I don't never, love him, but I don't hate him. I would never play Zach Wilson. I picked him up in Dynasty. I wouldn't play I think him. He's got, I think yeah, this I tried to get him in better. Dynasty. I think this offense is getting better. You took him. I was going after him as well. I really, really. I was going to drop fire. Baker for him. So. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I don't even know why Baker was still on my team, but I got Jameis Winston instead. Yeah. Any of the okay. Do we like Brees Hall in this game? Is he a top yes. twelve yeah. running back yes. against Miami? I love. Brees I can Hall. see it. A running back. Miami one. has got a really good defense. So, I mean, they'll they'll give yeah. them some you know struggle. That's true because Miami did like they locked up Mixon last week and their run defense looks really good. So maybe, but Brees is catching a ton of passes, so I'm still fine with starting him. Okay. Are we happy to play Garrett Wilson? I don't. I don't think anybody's happy to play Elijah or Corey Davis. Yeah. I think Garrett Wilson's a, not maybe a must start yet, but he's getting to be that point in the flex. I do want to see where Zach Wilson's chemistry is with these three versus Flacco is just force feeding Wilson Garrett Wilson the ball. So if I had Garrett Wilson, I wouldn't want to play him this week. Just couldn't couldn't bring myself to do it. Well, so maybe none of those maybe none of those three uh, yeah. Jets receivers are you starting. Are you starting Tyler Conklin? If I, like I need it, if I have, Kong. if I had Kyle Kong. Pitts and he's out all of a sudden and Conklin's on the waiver wire, I would definitely pick Kong's him up. Conk's got eight point, minimum eight points every okay, single speaking, game. Speaking, this sounds like a, a desperate moment. Conklin you know, is still yeah. available in 50% of leagues. Yeah, I picked him up at one point, but I don't really need him. But yeah. 
What what? We're talking what? about getting desperate right now. Are we talking about getting desperate? I like getting desperate. Well, right now we have some desperation time. All of us as fantasy teams in our redraft aren't looking too hot. Somehow I have the best record of a two and two, which I'm not happy about. But we're, I'm even getting to the point where there's some moves I'm going to have to make right. that I'm pretty desperate about right now. I mean, we're coming into the time in fantasy where if you don't have a, a significant piece injured right now, you're lucky. I mean, at least one player on your from your original draftees are probably injured at this moment. I'm lucky. I in my don't, case, multiple. I'm lucky I haven't had that, except for Swift, really. Yeah, my Amish team has been pretty okay, except for Mike Evans fighting Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, <laughs> not an injury, but he was out and yes. nevertheless. So my running back core is struggling. So that for me, I I think I did the right thing in this draft though, because I attacked like the middle ten through twelve. I went after running backs like three straight rounds, that, and that's where I came up with you know the Ramondre, Rashad Penny. Um, you know, and even Chase Edmonds. Chase yep. Edmonds, yeah. I mean, well, Chase Edmonds, I think I got him around the yeah, six. So it's like, oh, but yeah. I attacked it big. I went hard after these kind of middle of the pack running backs because I didn't go super hard at first. So that's what's kind of hurting me because, you know, to like Javante, another example, you know, you lose a guy who was your staple, your main back. Right. And in a position like now, missing out on a guy like Jamal Williams, missing out mm-hmm. on, mm. you know, who was another big Herbert. name. Khalil Herbert. Herbert. Now it's kind of struggle mode. You know, I know you all made a deal today that was, you know, to help Jake out. He was about to have a massive hole in his offense today or this weekend. Let me just, I'll paint a a little bit of a picture real quick. And this is, this is my, I'm desperate moment. So my first three picks were John Taylor, Aaron Jones, Javante. The worst possible Brutal. week this week. John Taylor out, Javante out for the year, Michael Thomas out, Rashad Bateman out. Just a brutal string of events. So you traded me Bateman. <laughs> yeah, I and traded you Bateman. <laughs> he suddenly comes out. And in turn, I get I traded Bateman, 15 Fab. Corey Davis. Corey Davis, who I picked up off the wire, and acquired Hunter Renfro and Alan Lazard, two names that are not too sexy. But I'm hoping they will get me 12 points. <laughs> just, just 12 points. Just get me 12 points this week, both of you. And that is my desperation moment. I acquired those two guys who are most likely flexes at most for both teams. That's how banged up my team is right now. I get where you're coming from. You know, absolutely. If you need somebody to fill in, especially because most leagues, or if not every league, should have two flex spots now, right? Right. Yep. So yeah. it gives you more flexibility in terms of. Well, at least I don't have to specifically go after a running back if I have right. these injuries. Yeah. It's so much more expensive. You absolutely have yeah. to have two, a minimum of two. Yep. Oh, yeah. You have to have four players, no matter what, that you could start probably from one position or the other. Right. I usually go wide receiver heavy. And my big. This year, it's worked out. And Amish, like the trade that we made today, I really did not want to make a trade because I'm one in three. You're owing four. Sandy's two and two. Yeah. None of us are thriving. All right. My team's not a bad team. Yeah. I have Saquon, CMC, Mike Evans, Christian yep. Kirk, Alave, Herbert. I mean, my team's fine. And I got Damian Pierce on the bench. I don't want to make a trade. Because you don't. know they can come back. Yes. Yeah. I feel the same way about my team. I just know I'm missing one guy. Mm. Who do you think you're missing? Who's the guy you're targeting, though? I really have been considering Miles Sanders because I know he's that middle, middle guy. Mm. I've been trying to get him because I figured it wouldn't cost much. But it's also but a guy not, you don't want to overspend. He's not getting he's Who not has giving him, away. Donald? No, Drew. Uh, Drew won't trade him. I've tried multiple packages. Maybe you all could try, but 
Where's Drew's team here? What's his record? He's three, he's and, three one. and one. So, so do you mess with that if you're him? Yeah, That's he doesn't no. really need to trade it because he's got a lot of depth on his team. Well, I don't like either of his top two running backs. Yeah, and I, I mean, think, I don't. Look well, fun. never mind. He has Joe Mixon yeah, in his flex. Exactly. I didn't even see that. Yep. But yeah, that's the main that's the main thing there is that when Miles Sanders is on an upward trajectory, it's hard to trade for exactly. him. Exactly. James Conner is that a guy you're looking for potentially? No, because no? that's another um, guy that it Drew has. Falls into my category with the same type of backs where it's like, yeah, they could have good games. You know, uh, we look he's at, been pretty bad this year. And 15, I got lucky. seven, eight, and ten. <laughs> I got lucky this past week. You know, with both with all three of my running backs, they got me just enough. You know, and that was especially the Rashad Penny week. So you know, I've gotten lucky. They've got, I've gotten great use, but I gotta get my guy. Miles okay. Sanders could be that guy. Another guy I would really have liked would have been Jamal Williams because that would have filled in the blank for me. Now, do I love having two Lions backs? No, but so who, who, what's your what's your desperation moment? Ro- Sandy? I need a star running back. Need a star. Because, but I mean, compete. you still have Swift at the end of the day. He's going to come back yeah. in a couple games. Yeah, you don't need. So Jamal. You don't really need. You need to make a big play for Jamal. Which I tried to just pick him up in free agency, but yeah. it didn't work out. So yeah, I over spent forty forty eight. I spent forty one. Oh I only I've, seven. Wait, so if I paid forty eight, that means eventually I really only paid like what thirty four, thirty three dollars, and I got Bateman. Yeah, that's yeah. not even that's, that's not, not bad the worst to be honest deal because Bateman was like an eighth round pick. Wait, and what, Sandy? What did you put on that waiver wire that was a free one? Oh, the thirty one. <laughs> 35 right? it's so funny that if it happens that's the, the that's the, my favorite part about the fab is yeah. you don't know what other people are doing latavius murray i yeah, paid 31 and, and he didn't even play well i didn't expect him to i just picked him up because i think he will be a little bit better down the stretch regardless we know javante's out yeah you know yeah. now it's just a fact of who's going to be the guys that step up you know behind melvin gordon latavius right. on a consistent basis should be able to do more than mike boone I think you've done the right thing with your team, though, this week, uh, Jake, starting J.D. McKissick, Aaron Jones. I like those. I That's like those a lot, though. So brutal. Because Aaron mean, Jones, Jones I'm is, fine, but God, I literally have to start J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick against Tennessee, start. I think I just, they're going to be his losing. His projection's never going to be good. But he, he, has can, a, he has a really high floor. He, he can always pop off. Yeah. He's always got that potential with his role in the passing game. Yep. Absolutely. Nick, who's your, who are you desperate well, I have Kyle Pitts in my dynasty league, so I'm going to start either Goddard or Kittle over him this week, but this is just a general Kyle Pitts problem. Mm. If you had Kyle Pitts, and he's already out this week. Specifically yeah. redraft. Yes, and every other week he's not even going to get you more than five points anyway. What are you supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, unbelievable. are you trading Kyle Pitts away? What's the what's the temperature gauge there? The thing yeah. is you're not going to get anything for him. That's the thing. And like redraft, it's like. Maybe, though, because of the name. His name is still the sexiest, if you can sexiest get, tight end name there if is. If you can get anything for him that's above asking value, like face price at this point, then yes. But I just – I wouldn't be it, – it's just not appealing. Like you have to buy into him expecting that he's going to pop off. What about hate, Tyler Higby? Yeah, and I was about to say, I hate going back to these two guys that we keep talking about, but these two late-round guys, borderline waiver wire. Gerald would you? Everett yeah, we're talking about Higby. would you trade a Tyler Higby, a Gerald Everett, and – 15 fab for Kyle Pitts. Plus whatever, yeah. I mean, but 15 have, fab or any other player. if you have Gerald Everett and 15 fab, are you even doing that and just hoping Kyle Pitts pops off? Or are you going with 10 to 12 points for, from Everett and Higby every week? Ideally, at some point, the pendulum will swing and talent will win out. You hope so. You, so. You, that you're, it's like a, it's a prayer. And but, it's almost an excuse that you can build into your lineup yeah. every week. Because if you play him, you're like, well, I have to play him. 
And then if he sucks and you lose, you're like, well, I lost because of that. Yeah. So it's just a built-in excuse. It's a beautiful excuse. And and that works for Dynasty because you have time. But in yeah. these redraft leagues where it's so, I mean, a couple weeks could be the difference between you making the playoffs and not. It's like you don't have that same amount of time. And it's, it's getting scary for him in redraft leagues. I don't yeah. know what to do with him. Hold on to him because I think. You're, if you're gonna sell him, you gotta sell him high. Yeah, you can't. Do it. That's what I'm saying. We can't he's, sell him right he's now. He's like Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, he can't. I can't just give him away for nothing. But the he's most, not helping me. The most interesting tight end trade there would be to trade for Kittle. Hmm. That'd be interesting. Because for bits and just two you would really be taking a gamble one way or another. I think I'm taking Kittle for the rest of the year. Definitely Kittle. Because they'll have three games with 40 points. Yeah. You just won't know when. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, how desperate are we all three on our teams? I'm I'm 0-4 right now. So, I'm at a 10 desperate where, like, my there's a worst possible week for me to have a guy go down for the year and to not get John Taylor. So, That's I'm crazy. completely desperate right now. I've never seen you, not just in that league, but... In two leagues to I'm be able to I'm not surprised forward. about that. The dynasty, you kind of shot yourself away. in the foot with a couple of things. I mean, I, I, I traded Eckler away. You had so. to do it. But the fact, I've just never witnessed it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a full reload for his dynasty team. But in Amish, redraft is all over the place. A lot of teams yeah. are 2-2. Two and two. There's only yeah. one 4-0 and o team in our league. So yep. I'm 1-3, and, 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 and I have the second most nice. points. Yep. So my worriness, like my desperation level, is probably at a 3. Yep. I'm probably at like a 4. I'm staying coarse. I'm probably why, at like why are four. you out of four though? Because I like I said, I until I until I see my team consistently put up over one forty to where I can feel like I can beat anyone any week unless they just go off. That's what scares me. I can't keep getting by with, you know, over barely one twenty. You know, that right. doesn't win you a league. Yeah, that's the problem. It's like we need realistically with these double in a ten man league with two flex spots, the winning number is typically one thirty. Mm-hmm. Half the teams don't make it over 130. So if you're scoring consistently 130 to 140 every week, you're going to win at least seven, eight games. Yeah, you want to start a guy who's going to get you 13 points or zero points, not the guy who's guaranteed to get you eight points. Because yeah. right. if all 10 of your guys score 13, then you yeah. have that magic number. Right. Dude, I'd rather take a couple L's if it means I win more. I'd rather lose by a lot and also win by a lot than mm. always score the same. Right. And on that note, I think we're going to enjoy our Friday night. Looking forward to these games Sunday. Stay tuned, and we might even drop a little nonsense in between. And that was a little preview of the, the ESPN there. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Like, that's what we're going to be here in a couple I'm, days. I'm so. pretty sure that that got picked up. But, yeah, we can probably release the nonsense on Saturday, right? You guys want to do that? I got no reason not to. There we go. Well, we'll see you guys soon. I appreciate you listening to us. Or find us on social media at The Ball Bros Pod. Let's get silly. Thanks for listening today. Check us out on our socials at The Ball Bros Podcast. Let's ride.